Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. I talked about Noah in the days of the deluge where the deluge or the flood submerged. Everything was submerged. Everything was buried under the water. Only the ark was flowing, was floating. Finally, the ark settled on the mountains of Ararat, Mount Ararat. Ararat means the curse is reversed or the precipitation of the curse. And in Genesis chapter 9, the verse number 1, the Bible said, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And sometimes when the journey is very long, you forget the beginning of the journey. So normally you read Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, verse 2, Verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, verse 8, verse 9, verse 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. By the time you get to 20, you forget everything you read. Man. Pastors, never let your wife enter the church and you don't acknowledge her presence. As soon as she enters, even if you are prophesying, stop. Stop and acknowledge the fact that mama is in the house. And associate pastors, when you are preaching, no matter where you reach, if your senior pastor enters the room, you must acknowledge his presence. Yeah? They call it observing protocol. Oh, me, I'm not here to serve man. I'm here to serve God. So once I'm preaching, no matter who comes, me and preach. Yeah. Uh, you know, sit down. I made a comment one of the days of the meeting, or I think it was KIA on Sunday. I said, there are three keys to marriage if you want to hold it to the end. Every landmark there will be a different thing you need. You see, the requirement for marriage throughout your life is not based on just one thing. Many people just read, husbands, love your wife, and that is it. But love cannot take you throughout the journey. Because whether you like it or not, no matter how loving you are, feelings will always affect love. No matter how much you pretend. I know people normally say, love is not a feeling, love is not a feeling. Then why didn't you marry the other girls you saw? This other one you married them because you could feel something. When you see her, then she says, good morning. They say, let me be all. So the first, up to the age of about 40, love is the driving force in the marriage. Up to the age of 40. 
then around the age of 40, it's either you are busy succeeding or you are busy failing. Your work is taking your attention. Your ministry is taking your attention. And if it is going very well, the success will engage you. And if it is failing, the frustration will engage you. So, from the 40 to about 60, what will keep your marriage is faithfulness. Because also, especially for the men, between the 40 and the 60, that is the time, especially if your work is going well, you are beginning to look better. Money is in your hand. You have a car. You have a house. You are looking well. And then that is the time when the temptation to is coming in. And ladies are looking at you well. And then you are also walking about. And you are now looking at yourself in the mirror and you think you are good. And then the finances are in your hands. And you can afford this, can afford that, can afford that. And that is when the temptations can come. Those are the stages where most of our fathers became polygamists. And in our case, you know you cannot become a polygamist. So you now become a cheat. And that is where the adulteries start in. And the multiple relationships. And the relationships with the mistresses. And those kind of things start. Because it's between mostly, between around 40 and 60. So you need faithfulness. But from 60 and going, your wife will now be like around 55. She's also going on 60. Both of you after 60, your bodies are changing. That is the time various medical reports are coming in. You look at your husband, the way he's walking is not the same. There's a little alignment. You look at your wife, and this time the way she too is walking is changing. She used to do crack, 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 crack. But this time around, that is the time when they say mama is coming. Mama is really coming. This time around, mommy changes to mama. It means that around this time, and both of you are getting weaker. And we sorry, meha. We sorry, meha. We sorry, meha. So the key to keep the marriage at that time is compassion. Compassion compassion. Where you look at your wife or your husband and you have compassion. Especially if at that time you have advantage over her. Because in some of the cases by the time the man is in that state maybe by that state you the woman you are okay. We are 55 but we both life are fine. Nail extension and eyelashes eyelashes you know the way the eyelashes swear God. I swear God. That is the time you the woman to you day. And then unfortunately, maybe the, the husband said he had glaucoma or cataract. They did eye operation and now he can't see. And then you dress well and you are going out. And you ask her, where are you going? Hannah, where are you going? Oh, I'm just sweeping the compound. And the man can see you. But don't call me because I'm going to the far side of the compound. So don't call me. Even if you call, I will hear. Then the woman will go out for hours, not return. The compassion is not there. And the man gets up and he wants water from the fridge. He will go and open the wrong place and fall down. You come back after a long time. Oh, of course, 
you are used to it already so even in your blind state you should know where everything is experience should have been your eyes by now oh she say of course my go empty sign of a catch them and the man too around this period the woman to be talking about rheumatoid arthritis we'll be talking about this we'll be talking about this and that is the time the man bema kotobonku afena bema at the age of 68, 30-year-old girls, 28-year-old girls who are confused like he himself. And this man is just walking about and misbehaving because he has got money and he has no compassion on his wife whatsoever. So three things, the love, the faithfulness, and the compassion. Let me go back to Noah. Let me go back to Noah. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, just like in the back garden of Eden to Adam. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth because the earth has been destroyed. So be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Now look at me, people. There is only one way to replenish the earth. And that way to replenish the earth is sowing. Everybody say sowing. Come on, shout it again, sowing. Come on, shout it again, sowing. Come on, shout it again, sowing. Any group of people who don't understand sowing can never replenish the earth. So, if you want to read verse 2, verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, verse 8, verse 9, verse 10, verse 11, verse 12, verse 13, verse 14, verse 15, verse 16, verse 17, verse 18, verse 19. By the time we get to 20, we will forget. We will forget the verse one. So I want to jump from verse one and do a long jump and fall on verse 20. So let's take verse one again. And God said unto Noah, blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. Verse 20. And Noah began to be a husband man and he planted a vineyard. Be fruitful and multiply. As soon as the man, God told the man, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, the man said, then I must be a husband man. Now he was, I, I believe he was a husband man already. And this word husband man, that when they say animal husbandry, it, it doesn't mean we're marrying an animal. Or we're marrying no when it says he began to be a, a husband man, the Hebrew word that is translated husband man here means a man of the soil or a man of the earth, a tiller of the earth, somebody who works on the earth by breaking up the ground and planting seed in the ground to produce results. Listen, everybody and your philosophy in this world. I know some people believe in work, hard work. <laughs> I am number one believer in seed sowing. Sowing seed and giving. If you want corn, you plant corn. If you want cocoa, you plant cocoa. If you want beans, you plant beans. Let me tell you on authority. If you want money, you must plant money. 
<laughs> the principle of giving. And I like the way the unbelievers, you know, unbelievers have a way they try to control our lives. These unbelievers believe that you can go to a juju man and go and slaughter a cow. And the spirits you, con you contacted or consulted in the shrine will help you in the way they think. They hide and go to their shrines. I remember several years ago, somebody came to me and told me, he said, Reverend, the kind of things we do in Bogatanga, you have no idea. The person said, I offer myself for deliverance. And the person told me, we go to Kula River. We bury live cows in the river. We go there every night when the water is running. We throw eggs into the river and we feed the spirits with milk. But I need your prayer. And I said, okay, we'll pray for you. I prayed with the woman. I called Pastor Charles Bedou. I said, come, let's pray for this person. You remember? You're staying at the SDC. We prayed for this person and finished. That night, both of us couldn't sleep. When I close my eyes, I see the thing coming. Beast. Beast. Huge principalities and powers. They are coming. By 6.30 a.m., Pastor Charles was running to my house. I said, why? He said, Daddy, I couldn't sleep. I said, same here. What is going on? He said that things came and they were attacking him. Then the person we delivered ran to me and said, Pastor, there's trouble. I said, what? He said, I built a wall. No rain. Then you know what the person said? My mother has come and pushed down the wall. I said, who is your mother? She said, the spirit in the water. He said, mother. You know what? They want us to starve the kingdom of our God and they will make the kingdom of their God fat. Whilst they are telling you, don't give to the church. They are busy feeding demons and spirits and wicked principalities and powers and they are lambasting giving. They are attacking giving. They are lambasting the giving of tithe. They are lambasting the giving of offerings and you two are sitting down. It's true. I will not give my money to a church. I will not give your money to a church. And God said, you are bringing a curse upon yourself. He said, bring in the tithe and the offering and prove me now here with and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. And I hear some people say, but this is the New Testament. You don't have to be a giver. And I'm like, no, you are getting it upside down. Where grace abound, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. You know what? In the Old Testament, Old Testament, watch this, Old Testament, their sins were not taken away. Their sins were covered. Jesus did not die for them. Bulls and goats died. And the bulls and goats died and did not take their sins away. But their sins were merely covered. In the Old Testament, they had one central tabernacle. And Moses and the other priests and Aaron, they were the ones in the tabernacle. In the Old Testament, they didn't build a desert pasture. And they didn't build a Samek house. And they did not build a desert pasture international school. And they did not build an EAM World headquarters. Yet, they were given 10%. In the Old Testament, they had no TV ministry. They had no radio ministry. They were not writing books. They did not.
commission to preach the gospel to all the nations of the world and they were only giving 10 percent now we have a mandate that is bigger than the old testament priest our mandate has got radio television it has got schools it has got clinics it has got hospitals it has got global evangelization so you know what people the church of today needs even more than 10 percent it needs even more than 10 percent people i am not a 10 percent giver 10 percent giver cannot stand where i'm standing and we bless the house of god he said give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom i see a hand lifted right now that hand is the hand of a giver and because the hand is the hand of a giver it will also be the hand of a receiver receive it in the mighty name of jesus come and clap your hands and shout I came to declare to somebody, may God make you discover the secret of a giver. I said, may you discover the secret of a giver. When Noah came out, he said, I will be a husband man. And he planted, he planted. Let me ask you a question. What have you planted? Pastor, what have you planted? Listen here. For how long will good people who are called by God good people with good intentions, good vision, good dream, transparent, integrity, for how long will we deny good people and good ministries their finances to do what they are supposed to do? For how long will we deny people that have got the God-given heart to land and to settle us for how long will we deny them what they need in order to build the tabernacle moses said to the people now go and bring me the gold go and bring me the silver go and bring me the purple bring me the shitting wood bring me the the the, the ram skin dyed red i need all these to build the tabernacle and they brought them to him and that is how they settled in the presence of god i pray in jesus name over every assembly of the fountain gate chapel may my god supply all your need according to his riches in glory by christ jesus any hand that is lifted tonight may the spirit and the grace of prosperity come upon you more than ever before in the name of jesus if you can shout the blessing of god is upon you in the name of jesus They take all their money and give it to pastors. Do you know what they give to fetish priests? I now feel someone in Amokwa. They take everything they have and give it to churches. Do you know what they take to shrines? I'm not teaching. I'm not teaching anything. I have a church in front of me. My duty to make the church focus and purposeful and my preaching is to make the work of my pastors easy 
when they go back to their place and to show you what you ought to preach to the congregation tell them the truth stop being a coward and preach the truth they cannot stop tithing they cannot stop giving they cannot stop making sacrifices for god they cannot stop building the kingdom of god preach preach stop being a sissy and a coward in your own church in the name of people who talk and you became a hypocrite and they stopped talking they would talk listen to me anybody who is a giver giving is a mystery sit down giving is a mystery you know the way you see hypocritical sometimes can be so hypocritical that it looks comic can I say that again hypocrisy can be so hypocritical hypocrisy can be so hypocritical that it looks comic yeah you cannot become rich by just giving you cannot prosper by just giving how can you just give money and money will come to you. But these same people believe when you put corn in the ground, it will produce corn. And the amazing thing is how I take corn, which is whitish, put it in the ground, and it germinates with green leaves. How does it happen? Corn, white, I put it in the ground. The thing has come up, green leaves. And it's producing crops of corn with plenty corn on it. One seedling can produce thousands. The next time you give an offering, may that offering shock you. May it multiply until you are shocked. Listen, this is the last time you will give tithe and the tithe will not produce results. I declare, may God open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing such that you don't have enough room to contain it. You know what? Advancement. 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 Abraham's, sorry, Noah, I'm going to advance. And to advance, I must be a husband man. I must plant a vineyard. You don't receive a vineyard, you plant it. Now, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? You can never be God in giving. You can never. It's not possible. Giving is a mystery. How did Pastor Foro become Pastor Foro? This man here. How did he become this man? Once upon a time, Mr. Foro took a spam. Oh, my friend, Florence. Mr. Foro took a spam combined with an egg. Both of the things they combined had no bone. There were no bones, no hair, no teeth, no eyes, no nose, no mouth, something like condensed milk. And the condensed milk, it's not all of it that is the sperm. The sperm is in the semen. The semen is the thing like the condensed milk. But the sperm itself, you can't see it. 
and the egg is in a woman. You can't see it. You don't control it. And the two of them went and met somewhere inside the body of the woman. Uh -uh. They planted the thing. And when they planted it, when they, 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 they met each other, they said it was fertilization. And then, zygote, fetus, baby began to grow in the womb. Before you realize, eyes are forming, mouth is forming, nose is forming, ears are forming, legs are forming, fingernails are forming. And the whole thing started from a boneless, invisible sperm, boneless, invisible egg, a mystery. So, the writer of Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and the verse number 4 says, the verse number 4, Ecclesiastes 11. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. That means if you are busy, if you are busy observing wind and regarding clouds, you will not reap. And many people are busy observing. COVID, my salary, the economy is hard. This is difficult. That is difficult. That is difficult. And I don't have money. And this is difficult. And then we are listening to rumors, stories. We, we are hearing so many things. The church is becoming very discouraged in giving. Oh, you give all your money to the, to the church. And you give too many offerings. You know what? All these offerings will be unnecessary in a lot of the places if a lot of the people who should give the kind of giving they should give are giving. He that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Verse number five. As thou knowest not what the way of the spirit is, or how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Stay there. You don't know the way of the spirit, and you don't also know the way that the bones grow in the womb of a woman who is with child. I came here today, right now, Anybody that has ever put an offering on the altar of Bethesda, anybody who has ever sown a seed on the altar of Bethesda, I declare this altar right now a womb. May this altar be a womb. A womb in which when a seed is sown, it will grow and have bones and have eyes and have ears and have legs and have a skull and have a brain I declare it in the name of Jesus that any offering that has ever touched this particular altar some of you took envelopes and you put offerings in them I pray in the name of Jesus right now may every seed begin to produce a harvest he said you don't know how they grow in the womb of a woman that is with a child I see your car in your seed I see your house in your seed I see your land in your seed I see the future of your children in your seed I see your marriage in your seed I see your baby in your seed I see everything you are believing God for is in your seed and it is a mystery 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 my mother was a poor woman without a Bible she was a giver 
without a pastor she was a giver without an anointing service my mother was a giver somebody is giving your way into greatness you are giving your way into settlement i declare upon your life in the name of jesus you are getting settled you are getting settled you are getting settled you are getting settled may every offering tonight speak on your behalf may anything that is touching the altar may it begin to grow bones to form bones to form bones to form bones the sperm and the egg they are intangible you don't see them you cannot touch them but they produce babies somebody's producing a car today you are producing a land today you are producing a home today god told abraham because of this kind of giving you wanted to give now i know now i know now i know that you fear me your giving is a kind of fearing god i pray in the name of jesus come on somebody clap your hands praise the name of jesus tonight give him glory I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.